You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. What if I told you that you need to eat ice cream at least once a week, that it's really good for you? I, I think some of you say, yes, I can definitely do that, or I already do that. Or what if I told you that you need to watch or play sports at least once a week? It's good for your soul. Say, so, yes, I can definitely do that. But if I told you that you need to take one day a week to rest, to unplug, some of you say, no, I can't do that. I've got things to do. Have you seen my to-do list? I've got kids and I've got work and I've got all of these responsibilities. There's no way that I can do that. Well, we've been in a series called The Struggle, and we've been talking about trying to find some healthy rhythms in our life. And sometimes in our struggle, it actually affects us mentally, emotionally, and physically. And I got to be honest with you, I struggle with unplugging in the Sabbath. It's been something I've been working on for years. Uh, for, for me, it seems a little counterproductive uh, to, to uh, take a Sabbath because I want to achieve things. I want to get things done off my to-do list and to tell me that I need to rest. Uh, I, I just struggle with that. I think there's a lot of different reasons why we struggle with taking a day of rest, a, a day to uh, Sabbath. And one, we live in a 24-7 world. We have all kinds of things to do at any point in time. I mean, we can shop and we can go to the gym and we have entertainment. We also have jobs that consume us. I mean, you, you name it. And we just we can just work and work and work. We have our phones and our laptops. Even when we're not at work, we're working at home. I mean, we check our phones constantly. The Japanese actually have a word called uh, kuroshi that means death by overwork. And what they have found is that some people, they'll have a stroke or starvation or cardiac arrest from overworking. And I think us as Americans, we can do the same thing, whether physically or mentally and emotionally. Uh, sometimes we uh, need to take a vacation from our vacation because we pack so much into our vacation that we're exhausted. We're addicted to busyness. Busyness is code word that we're important. And we love addition, not subtraction. We add as much as we can to our calendars and seldomly do we ever subtract it. Sometimes I think we struggle with Sabbath because we foolishly think that we can get more done. Well, we're afraid that we might miss out on opportunities if we stop working, that things might pass us by, that our productivity might suffer. Yet research shows us that, that proves that rest, when we rest, we can actually be more effective. I think some of us, we struggle with Sabbath because we're, we are prone to achieve and not receive. We're prone to achieve, not receive. Rest is hard for us because we love to achieve things and we're not used to soaking in. And, and the rhythm of rest is important to the Christian life because our faith is a receiving faith, not an achieving faith. That's what Eric Geiger said. And I believe that. Well, we're used to doing things. We, we work hard. We earn it. But instead of actually uh, working hard, Sabbath says unplug and, and soak up. Sometimes I think we're, we're, we struggle with Sabbath because we're afraid of silence. 
If we slow down, we might have to deal with sin. We might have to deal with addiction. We may have to deal with anger. We may have to deal uh, with bitterness or trauma in our life. And, and we just don't want to be still. We'd rather stay busy so we don't have to deal with those things. Well, we, sometimes we struggle with trusting God. We think that we're the only person that can achieve everything. We have a little bit of a Messiah complex that we feel like we need to be in control and, and I'm the only person that can do, those, do that at work and I have to be in charge of the family and I gotta keep everything going. Instead of actually trusting God and saying, you know what, there's only so much I can do and I'm gonna turn it over, the rest over to God. And I think many times when we push our cars, uh, we, we push ourselves so much that we're like cars. We, we have that gas gauge. And that gas gauge says, you're down to a quarter tank. You need to stop soon and re refuel. But we just keep on going. We push the limits. We think, uh, you know what? I got 10 miles left. I bet I can go more than 10 miles, five miles. And we just keep on going. We keep on going. And then we run out of gas. And instead of refueling, you know what we do in our lives often? We get out of the car and we start pushing the car instead of actually going and getting gas. And that leads us being angry and bitter and anxious. And we have all of these different emotions. I think one of the reasons why we have a mental health crisis in America is because we refuse to unplug and to take the Sabbath. Yet while we struggle with resting in the Sabbath, God has instituted the Sabbath for purpose. What is the Sabbath? I want to give you four words that I heard John Mark Comer summarize the Sabbath with. The first word is stop. Now, we, we see this word in Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, uh, verses 1 to 3. It says, So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. And on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, and he rested from all of his work. He basically stopped from it. And God blessed the seventh day, and he declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all of his work. So God finishes creating the world, and he rests. So why did he do this? Was God tired? Does he need to take a nap? Well, if you look at Isaiah 40, verse 28, I'm going to look at the second part of it. It says that he never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. This is speaking of God. So God doesn't grow tired or weary. In Genesis, he's pointing out that he's just stopped creating. He stopped working. He rested. And I think that's a model for us. Also notice that this is the first time in the history of the world that, that God calls something holy. And up to this point in time, creation was good. It was very good. But this is the first time he says it's holy. And so why did he call the Sabbath holy? It means to be different or unique or special. It's kind of like remembering your anniversary. It's not enough just to come home and say, oh yeah, I remember it's our anniversary. But it also ought to take some thought. I know some of us, maybe we've forgotten our anniversary and we've gotten in trouble. Well, sometimes we do that with the Sabbath as well. We keep on going and going and we don't even think about it. And in reality, it does cause us trouble down the road. God, from the very beginning, sets that example of a healthy rhythm for us, of stopping and unplugging. And so our first word when, I, when you think of Sabbath is stop. Our second word is rest. Resting not only physically by taking a nap and getting a good night's rest, but also mentally and emotionally. If you look in Exodus chapter 31, verse 17, it says, It's a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. For six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working and was refreshed. 
Literally, this word refresh means to breathe. And I think many times we just don't take time to breathe. We're going and going and going, and, and, and we just don't take time to do that. We don't take time to rest. And so I want you to think, what's the last time that you stopped and really taken a breath? What, what does that look like for you? Is it taking a nap? Is it doing something that you enjoy? When's the last time that you've done a brain dump where you just kind of dumped everything out that was going on in your mind? Maybe it's writing it down or putting it on a computer, or maybe it's talking to a good friend or a pastor or a counselor. Now for me, it's taking a nice bike ride. It helps me work through some things that's going on in my mind, or maybe it's sitting at the beach or finding a, my favorite chair to sit out on my front porch. Those are times that helps me rest, not only mentally, but physically, and not only physically, but mentally and emotionally. Third word I want you to remember is worship. Sabbath isn't just a day that you stop and rest, but it's also a day of worship. It's a day to refuel your soul. It's a focused day of connection with God. Leviticus 22.3 says, you have six days each week of your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of complete rest, an official day for holy assembly. It's the Lord's Sabbath, it's a, it, and it must be observed wherever you live. You can worship in a lot of different ways. You can connect with God through engaging the Bible and prayer and journaling and several different spiritual habits, fasting. It may be in a corporate worship setting. It might be done by serving others. It was interesting when I looked at Jesus's miracles, if I counted right, he did 37 miracles and seven of them were done on the Sabbath. And of the seven, each one of them was a healing miracle where he healed someone. And so for us, worship can be done in a wide variety of ways. It might be serving, it might be singing, but it's a day that we are concentrated on or focused on connecting with God. And our last word is delight. It's a day to celebrate life with God and his world. It's a day to have fun, to enjoy life. I think sometimes, so many times we are so busy that we forget to actually enjoy what's going on. Tim Keller said, because the world is full of ugly things, we need the Sabbath to feed our soul with beauty. In previous generations, often they thought the Sabbath is sober as a serious day full of duty and legalistic rules. Our current culture, maybe we see go the opposite direction and, and we just see it as a day to, to take a nap. But both generations, I think, miss this essential truth. The Sabbath is designed by God as a day to give yourself fully to delight in his world, in your life, and ultimately in God himself. So do something fun, but in the midst of your fun, connect to God. Mark chapter 2 says, verse 27 says, Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people, and not, not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. The last part of that is probably written to, especially the Pharisees of that day, who added a bunch of requirements to the Sabbath. You could do this and you couldn't do that. But I think we probably need to hear the first part. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people. The Sabbath was, was there for a purpose. And Jesus clearly says the Sabbath was a need in our life, a need to stop and rest and worship and delight in God. So what does Sabbath look like for modern uh, Jesus followers? Does it mean attending a weekly church service and turning off our work emails and volunteering in our community? Does it matter what day you observe the Sabbath? Sabbath could certainly include these activities, but the whole, uh, the whole of the, if, if you look at the biblical story, the whole biblical story, 
it seems like the emphasis is on the purpose of Sabbath rather than the rules of observing it. As followers of Jesus, God does not expect us to live by Israel's laws. However, there is wisdom in these laws. The, the law of the Sabbath is rich with significance to us today. Sabbath is not a commitment that we're bound to. It's a promise we're invited to enjoy. It's an invitation to connect with God. Sabbath rest is an invitation to practice for eternity in God's presence. And Carrie Newhoff once said, if you don't take the Sabbath, the Sabbath will take you. And what he means by that is if you just keep on going and going and going, eventually you'll hit a wall and you will be forced to rest. And often it's not pleasant. And so if you don't rest and if you don't unplug, eventually, eventually the Sabbath will take you. So today, let me end with two uh, two questions for you or two things for you to do. I want you to identify some ways that God is inviting you to open up a little bit more Sabbath rest spaces in your life, in your family, in your work rhythms. And then I also want you to find something that makes you relax. What is that thing that brings you joy? Maybe it's golfing or fishing or reading or crafts or music or gardening, but find those things. 